want to ask that everybody rise. All right, to face the east for the Moorish American prayer. Then facing the east with our heels together, feet are at a 45 degree angle. And then we hold up our arms perpendicular with two fingers on the right and five on the left. And please repeat after me. Allah. Allah. The father of the universe. Father of the universe. Father of love. Father of love. Truth. Truth. Peace. 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 Freedom. Freedom. And justice. And justice. Allah is my protector. Allah is my protector. My guide. My guide. And my salvation. By night and by day. By night and by day. Through his holy prophet. Drew Ali. Amen. Islam Morse. Islam One announced that this meeting is now open. This is the Morse Science Temple of America, Muslim Mission 30, Columbus, Ohio. First and foremost, we rise giving the highest praise to the Creator, the Most High, our Father God, Allah. We extend honors to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality so that we may learn to love instead of hate. We also extend honors to the forerunner to the prophet, our dear brother, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, for preparing the way for purity and love. We extend honors to all the Adab Sheiks and all the faithful Moors that make up the grand body of the Moors divine national movement. We also extend honors to the first appointed Supreme Grand Sheik by our prophet, that's our brother Emily Ill, and we extend honors to the current Supreme Grand Sheik and Grand Council of the Moorish Science Temple of America. We also extend honors to all the faithful Muslims here with us today, Islam. All right, uh, Brother Jackson Bay, would you please read our divine constitution and bylaws? Islam Grand Sheik, I rise giving perfect praise to Allah, honors to the prophet Drew Ali. Honors to the forefathers and foremothers and honors to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Salvation, Allah, unity, the Moorish Science Temple of America, the Divine Constitution and Bylaws, Act 1. The Grand Sheik and the Chairman of the Moorish Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the Prophet and the Grand Body of the Moorish Science Temple of America. The Assistant Grand Sheik is to assist the Grand Sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Act 2, all meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest, because on a Friday the first man was formed in flesh, and on a Friday the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father God Allah. For that cause, Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act 3, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because Allah is love. Act 4, all members must preserve these holy and divine laws and all members must obey the laws of the government because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live a life accordingly. Act 5, this organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. 
Act 6, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government, and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now. And all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Jurali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must preserve these... All, member, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all the uplifting acts of the Morris Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Morris Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds filled with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Juali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Noble Juali, found Moorish American prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day through his holy prophet, Jurali. Amen. The Moorish Science Temple of America, home office of Noble Jurali, home office Chicago, Illinois, USA. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Peace and love. Islam and gratitude, brother. Uh, brother Kobe, would you please read our, our uh, writs? Islam Grand Sheik, arise and give perfect praise to the great God Allah. Rise and give honor to our prophet, noble Jew Ali. Rise and give honor to the forerunner, Mark and Messiah Garvey. Rise and give honor to all ills and bays, all monsters on the call and on the planet. Prophet warns all Muslims to be read in every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work, in their homes, or on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Join the meeting. Stop flashing your card to Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement, will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Jew Ali. And if the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending our divine plea to all Moorish Americans they do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace, noble Jurali. To be proclaimed in every meeting. Islam, I am glad to know I have a few faithful Moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. 
There's a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation. They claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiatics must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens. They are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds, the ones that pay their divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moors movement. I need finance and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world will not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being head. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Drew Ali. To the members of the Moore Science Temple of America, Islam, this instruction is from your prophet, Noble Drew Ali. Be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed, that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world, and his judgment is on now, but the weak can comprehend it not. The end of times are drawing near. So says Allah to his divine prophet, I, Noble Drew Ali. And that is why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see. Ears to hear, but cannot hear. Least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors. And every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah, and the spirit of your forefathers. You fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your profit. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your profit and ridicule him to the very lowest, and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace. Your divine prophet, Noble Juali, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Sunday, school masters. Gratitude, brother. All right, Islam. Sister Lashay L, would you please read our additional laws? Rise and give all praise to the great Father God Allah. Honors to the Holy Prophet, Noble Juali. Honors to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey. Honors to all Muslims on the call and all Muslims around the world. Questionary and additional laws for the Moorish Americans by the Prophet, Noble Juali. Act 1. Grand Sheiks and Governors and Heads of All Temples, All Business. Each said temple must be approved by the Prophet, Noble Juali. Before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed 
from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC by the prophet or the grand chief. Act two. All members are to attend their ADEP meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on the, their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cents on the first case. And on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid. And if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the Morsh uplifting funds because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three. It is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice as I have the power invested in my hands and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against their American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we are to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must properly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school. And the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out from your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live in the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Jurali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must properly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the Morris Science Temple. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Morris Science Temple. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Juali, through the guidance of his father God, Allah. Islam. Peace and love, Muslims. All right, Islam, sister, and gratitude. Uh, Brother Seymour Bay, would you please read our divine warning? Islam, Grand Sheikh. First, I rise and give praise to the Most High, great God of the universe, Father God, Allah. I give honors to his holy prophet, noble Jurali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. Honors to the forerunner, Brother Marcus Garvey, for paving the way. Honors to all the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America and all you faithful Muslims on the call. Peace and blessings. A divine warning by the prophet for the nations. 
the citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them, and it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude to slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God Allah to warn my people to repent from their sinful ways and go back to that state of mind, to their forefathers' divine and national principles, that they will be law abiders and receive their divine right as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There is but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I, the prophet, and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone, and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply for they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man. It is the free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver and commerce, belong to the citizens alone. And without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I'm hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a national free government and the enforcement of the Constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I'm depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asked for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored 
deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. And every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizen of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and the South in unit, placing the Southerners, who were at that time without power, with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed, because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by my by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come, because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people, and this great sin must be removed from the land to save us from enormous earthquakes, diseases, etc. And I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government, being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of man that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. And so I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with a divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America, because they know it is not the true and divine way, and without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there is not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action, and that these have brought Jim Crowism, segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they have fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I have traveled in the South and have examined the conditions there. And it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I am hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the prophet, Islam. Islam, Islam, Islam. Peace and blessings, family. Islam, brother. Islam and gratitude, brother. Okay, Islam Moors. Um, we're going to be in the Quran questionnaire today, just speaking over a few questions, and um, we want to make a few connections for us. Hang on one second.
Okay. So um, just going back into this, um, just looking at the imagery on the front of the Quran, we've spoken on, on this before. Um, we want to speak on why the prophet even gave us this image, right, of him. Of course, he's lifting humanity, right, fallen humanity out of the water. It's not just a woman, right? It's fallen humanity. But why do we even get that image from the prophet, right? Want to speak on that. And uh, hang on, I'm trying to, trying to get something specific for you. Uh, okay. So um, this imagery is powerful. Um, you also have like an Aztec image of this same, this same thing that's um, always redepicted in um, that type of artwork, like showing the Aztec people. You have this um, indigenous man lifting the indigenous woman up out of the water, and he's um, got like at least one foot on solid ground. Okay, similar to what you see with the prophet. And of course, I wouldn't be able to find that image right now. But if you've seen it before, of course, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. Yeah, so um, like I said, can't find that image right now, but it's a similar image. You have indigenous, an indigenous man lifting the woman out of the water. So we see this... Um, imagery on the front of our Quran questionnaire. Of course, this is one of the documents that the prophet held up when he said, I've given you everything that it takes to save a nation. Then he said, now take it and save yourself, right? He, that's all he could do for us because at the end of the day, we have to save ourselves. And so, um, All right, so uh, let's go into the Quran questionnaire. And let's just go to question 85. And we'll just read a little bit from there. Okay, so 85, name some of the marks. And, and as we read this, please, Morris, read this out loud. Also, um, you don't have to be on the microphone, but please read this with us. Name some of the marks that were put upon the moors of Northwest by the European nations in 1774. Negro, black, colored, and Ethiopia. 86, Negro, a name given to a river in West Africa by the moors because it contains black water. 87, what is meant by the word black? Black, according to science, means death. 88, what, is, what does the word colored mean? Colored means anything that has been painted, stained, varnished, or dyed. What does Ethiopia mean? Ethiopia means something divided. Can a man be a Negro, Black, colored, or Ethiopian? No. Why? Because man is made in the image and after the likeness of God, Allah. All right? And um, what title does Satan give himself? God, will you define the word white? White means purity. Purity means God, and God means the ruler of the land. To whom do we refer to at times as being the great God, Allah? Is the devil 
made in the image and likeness of Allah. No, he is the shadow of our lower selves and will pass away. Okay, so let's go back up here. Um, just going back up to 85, name some of the marks that were put upon the moors of Northwest by the European nations in 1774, Negro, Black, Colored, and Ethiopia. So we, we've spoken on this before, right, Moors? How, where it says marks. The marks that were put upon the Moors. Marks are things that you put on someone to target them, right? If we look up the definition for marks, uh, let, let's see what we get. When you mark something, right? What happens when you mark something? Man, specifically, let's let's go to Webster too. Let's go to Webster, eighteen twenty eight. Okay. Okay. So. Okay, so um, we want this uh, this third definition, sign, indication, an impression, such as a scratch, scar, or stain made on something. A distinguishing trait or quality, characteristic, a symbol used for identification or indication of ownership, right? It's pretty deep. So you can mark something to indicate ownership. Across made in place of a signature trade now such trademark we okay we can get out of that but just going back to what we read right all right so you have um excuse me more you have the impression a scratch a scar or a stain made on something distinguishing trait or quality a symbol used for identification or indication of ownership all right so these these marks were put on us these are tags of scorn they were placed on us and also they indicate ownership right because it, it starts us off at a certain time period right the prophet gave us the time period you know he he gave us the keys so that we could take them and save ourselves so he gave us the time period right there in the divine constitution because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery so they were put on us to indicate ownership, to limit us to a certain time period. There's no reason to be going by these marks now, even African-American, because it's not something that was really created by us that ties us into who we truly are. And so um, we're still running around with these marks, which indicate ownership for someone else right over us. And um, I see a hand raised. Islam, uh, brother Yabay, do you want to uh, did you want to share Islam? Islam Muslim. Thank you, Grand Sheik. Um, I just wanted to camel back on 85. Speaking of Mark, I was um I found something in here on the definition. It says a competitor's starting point in a race. Now, um, just to add on that, what happened to us is Morris. A lot of us that um go by the Negro Black and Colored, we only go back to the point of slavery. So that's the mark. A point was placed upon us. Islam, peace and love. Islam, brother. Yeah, that's perfect. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. So they started us off as slavery. 
today we want to go back before that and um you know hopefully everybody's listening so that we can have common understanding on who we truly are what the prophet really did just by returning our custom culture and our religion to us right so did we because we couldn't just he couldn't just tell you oh this is who you are that's good enough we have to return to the mind state so the religion the religion is to bind you back right to bind us back to the ways of our forefathers all right so that we truly can go back in our mind state as well to who we truly are the prophet said that we descend from the creators of civilization okay but we can't we can't be that if we still running around with this these marks regardless of what they are so some people were trying to say ados right was that is that american descendants of slaves it's either american or african right so they have these new marks that are being circulated within the community to see just to see if we'll take to it because there's a consensus there's a think tank out there whether you believe it or not that knows who we are and that is still even though it's the last days for their, their power structure they are still working to try to keep us from realizing who we truly are it's still hard at work okay and so um you know of course our history doesn't start as slavery but as long as we're going to go with those marks that's it so um just looking at some of these don't want to go over everything but um i mean you can see why right the word uh negro nigger 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 it doesn't matter how people say it try to flip it and turn it into a term of endearment right it's not right so you can see why even these marks were put on us because they all had you know they all had terrible meanings or negative meanings that affect not only us but also our mind state okay and so everything about it was meant to you know to make us scornful to make other people know to watch out for them right they're marked okay there's even um there's a lot of uh talk now about people from different countries there was a video with a lady from ethiopia where she's speaking and talking about she's on a zoom call with other immigrants other african immigrants and she's telling them about how yeah when she first immigrated here they were telling her when i say they like government officials were telling her to stay away from the so-called african-american and then of course her own people were telling her that too like if you want to be upwardly mobile you want to be successful you want to stay away from them all right islam brother uh Kobe, i yield the floor islam islam i rise in praise great god allah and our prophet noble jew ali i just want to camel back on that uh me and sister yolanda uh we had a neighbor lived across from us e-man and he uh came over from africa i want to say he had told he's like uh he was born in 72 he came over in uh 86 he said and in the embassy that's through the embassy the embassy they make them watch tapes and then they show them our communities the ghetto parts of our communities and they tell them to stay away from us and asians as well it's not much one to come back on that, but yeah, the embassy when they have to go through there and they watch an eight-hour tape and stuff, and they show us that they say don't uh, don't even hang around us or don't don't go around us, other than to just open up your shop to make money. Islam. Wow, where what country did you say he was from? 
He was from he was somewhere over there in Africa. He was what part of Africa was? He wasn't it, it was it wasn't it wasn't Ghana because I had a buddy that was from Ghana and it, it he wasn't from there. I want to say I want to say he was from Guam. Maybe it may have been New Guinea. Or New Guinea. Like I don't know. But but he was over there in Africa because he still yeah, had it that, wasn't Nigeria uh, either. He still had that tune, that dialect. Yeah. Wow. But it was one of the major ones that still come over here that migrate over. And of course he amalgamated. He didn't have a Islam, yeah, of course he was amalgamated, yeah. His wife was European. Yeah. Children wow. were half that way. It's how <laughs> you the floor now with Islam. Islam. Yeah, so that's powerful. And um as he said, it's still occurring to this day, right? So they're still, you know, making sure that people know this. So the marks are still on us. Okay, and we don't want to return to who we truly are just so that other people might respect it. No, we, we want to really do this so that we can be successful. So just looking even in the way that the proper um, form these questions, okay, we are, there's also another layer to the questions. They reveal who we truly are. It goes beyond the thinking of, of what anyone else is, is saying, especially when they speak about our people. Okay, so we got the marks. They were put upon the Moors of Northwest. He doesn't say Northwest where, right? The Moors of Northwest. That's who we are. You know, he's talking about us because he's using the names that we had, the marks, especially Negro, Black, and colored. We can even look at our own people, depending on when they were born, they may have Negro, Black, or colored on their birth certificate. Okay. So do you know the Moors of Northwest is us? Northwest what? So the prophet lays this out once again. Question 86, letting you know why you can't be a Negro. One reason why is because it was a name given to a river in West Africa by the Moors because it contains black water in West Africa. And then if we go to question 33, what does question 33 say? Well, let's give some context. So question 31 says, what is the modern name for the Moabites? Moroccans. Where's the Moroccan empire? Northwest of Mexico. The prophet is talking about us. What is the modern name for a Mexico? Africa. Now on one hand, this is literally talking about that continent over there on the other side of the Atlantic, Africa. And Northwest of Mexum um, being Northwest Africa. And in speaking about that region, Northwest Africa being where Moroccans or where the Moroccan empire was. That's one way of looking at it. And it's true. Um, this is just a, an older map image and, and a quote from Voltaire, right, who was a, an author from 1756, speaking about the empire of Morocco. Obviously, he's talking about Northwest Africa over there. You see on here, it says Timbuktu. He's saying this is a part of the Moroccan empire, which people wouldn't associate Timbuktu. Does anyone know where Timbuktu is? This is West Africa. Okay, so the Jolof people, this is the car, this is Senegal. These are other nations in West Africa where, like, say you get a DNA test, okay? 
like 23 me or something like that on mine it's talking about your ancestors are from sub-saharan africa from senegal and places like this that's just one portion of it right and it's going to say that for most of us okay and i'm just saying this because all of those people were moors at one point that was a part of the moroccan empire and so voltaire he's saying the empire of morocco extends to the borders of guinea under the most beautiful climates, there's no territory more fertile, more varied, richer, right? So you got up there, North Africa, but also the West, okay? And so I'm sharing this for a reason. So it extended all the way down here throughout West Africa, okay? So just sharing this to um, to reiterate what's being said in the Quran questionnaire. It was talking also about Northwest Africa over here. But also, right, there's another layer to it. So y'all feel me? Like, just once again, when he's saying Northwest Africa and saying Amexum, the true the true and divine name of Africa, Northwest Amexum, he's talking about this place. But also, there's more to it, right? So you have the surface level for those of us to understand, okay, our ancestors came from over there. And, and some people or many people will think that they were captured and brought over here on slave ships. And that's why we're Moors. And and then many people, if if I hopefully I'm I'm making, I'm doing a, a decent job explaining this. But for most of us, you know, to explain how we're Moors, that's that's where the discussion needs to end. You just need to think, okay, yeah, the enslaved people from West Africa were brought here to the Americas, and that's why we're Moors. If that's what they need to think, fine. Because at the end of the day, we're related to these people. So if they need to think that, fine. But the prophet lets us know there's another layer to this. Everybody following me? Right, so I'm linking that to questions 85 and 86. So the prophet is saying, um, where's the Moroccan empire? And he says, northwest of Mexum. So on that map that was up there, right, that was northwest of Mexum. It went into West Africa, North Africa, okay? Northwest of Mexum. But the prophet's also letting us know this is northwest of Mexum. What is the modern name for Mexum? Africa. So this is northwest of Mexum or Africa, if you want to put it that way. And how do we know that? Because going off of the words that the prophet delivered to us, going back down here now um, to 85, name some of the marks that were put on the moors of northwest. Okay? He doesn't say northwest of Mexum. He lets us figure that out. And we know that Northwest, he's talking about us. He's not talking about Senegal and these other places because he says Negro, Black, color. That's us. It was put on us by the European nations. Then we go down to question 86. Negro, a name given to a river in West Africa by the Moors. So there's a, a, a river in West Africa that was named the Negro River by the Moors because it contained Black water. So that's a clue. The prophet is tipping us off. He's like, hey, you're the Moors of Northwest. Okay? And um, let me get this image up here for you. So the prophet is, is letting us know what this really means. Okay? So looking at, just for example, the Niger River is in West Africa. It runs through West Africa. It's standing over 2,500 miles but it's not a Blackwater River. It's not. 
it isn't. You can't make it something it is not. So it's a principal river of Western Africa, extending over 2,500 miles. In any case, the Niger is not a Blackwater River. It's the main river of West Africa, but it's not a Blackwater River. And then you see, and this is from McGill.ca. That's a um, that's a company that makes uh, textbooks. Right, so you see how they say it's not a Blackwater River. See Rio Negro, right? That's the little, um, the little context clue or whatever they give there. See Rio Negro. You want to see the Blackwater River? They're not going to tell you that's in West Africa, right? Because that's that's the key that our prophet gave to us. So we want to see the Rio Negro. See what's really being talked about here. And when you go to the Rio Negro which is actually located in Brazil, or much of it is in Brazil. It's a tributary of the Amazon River, and it still has black water to this day. This is where it um, doesn't mix with the rest of the Amazon. It, it meets the Amazon here, and you can see the water's brown, and then this is the Rio Negro. Water's still black to this day, right? While the name Rio Negro means Black River, its waters are similar in color to strong tea, which is typical of Blackwater rivers, right? And then we're giving it, you know, more information on it, right? So it's the largest left tributary of the Amazon River. It's the largest Blackwater River in the world. Okay, so the prophet told us, he, he, he gave us this clue. So we know when he's talking about these marks, Negro black color were put on the moors of Northwest by the Europeans, Northwest of Mexico, Northwest Africa. That's also why we're not going to go around, right? As moors who follow the prophet saying, we're not the descendants of Africans. No, we're not, right? Because what's the ancient true and divine name of Africa? Somebody. What's the true and divine name of Africa? That no one else going to return to us but our prophet. a maxim why would you try to disconnect yourself from a maxim this is the true and divine name which was returned to us right so we're the moors of northwest of maxim okay and this negro river is still here and it's obvious it's plain as day this is the largest blackwater river in the world okay and, and this is in brazil what else has been found in brazil Okay, let's let's go to this because this is interesting as well. It's so the prophet returned our true history to us, right? We we're definitely not calling ourselves Negroes or niggas or niggas or whatever, right? Because this is a nigger, right? Here, this is the, the troglodyte nigger, and this is a scientific term for a, an ape-like creature that sometimes walked upright, right? It had four legs. As the prophet said, right, it was a four-legged beast. You can't be this. We're not taking that on. That's not even our ancestor, right? We're not claiming that. And it would be foolish to, to go against the prophet. So um, we're, we're throwing those marks away. We're returning to who we truly are. And in doing so, we're revealing something about our own nature. So name some of the marks that were put upon the moors of Northwest, Northwest of Mexico, Northwest Africa, Negro. We see where the Negro River in West Africa is. It's in Brazil. It's in South America. That's West Africa. For us, if we're going to be totally real about it, 
That's West Africa for us. Does everybody know this? No. Do we know it? Yes. Do we need anyone else to validate it? No. And also, where is the Moroccan empire? So the prophet's revealing something else too. Now, this is no knock to, you know, the, the kingdom of Morocco over in North Africa, but the prophet said, where is the Moroccan empire? Northwest of Mexico. The same place where the Moors of Northwest had these marks put upon us. Northwest of Mexico, we're right here in the Moroccan empire, okay? And this is why the prophet had to raise the flag right over here. So we're in the Moroccan empire right now. Northwest of Mexico, modern name for Mexico, Africa, okay? Just to know who we are. And then since the Negro River is in Africa, is in um, uh, West Africa, which is Brazil, what else is found in Brazil? Let's go to see what, what else is, um, has been found in Brazil because it, it all relates to us. It goes back to us. So, um, and several things have been found in Brazil, actually. But um, you have this thing called the Paraíba text. It gives a, a description of um, King Mesa, who was a Moabite king. And it was written in the Phoenician script. Okay, this was found, I believe, in the 1800s when the entire script hadn't even been understood by the Europeans. They just knew enough to know this is the Phoenician language. So they know it's not a fake, right? So you had this thing found in Brazil called the Paraíba text from the, in the Phoenician language. Something that should not be found over here if we aren't who we truly are, right? By the way that the Europeans describe it, the way that history is taught to us, this should never have been found over here. It shouldn't have been found anywhere, North, South, or Central America, right? We have understanding why this is truly here. We have to go back to our Quran. Now, the prophet returned our true and divine history, our hidden history to us. If we go into the Quran, um, and we go to chapter 47. It's right there. The real reason why the Phoenician um, text is being found over here. In 47, the prophet gives a description of who we are, when we came over here, even possibly how long we've been here before the great earthquake, which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. Once again, revealing the true and divine name of Africa, right? A Mexum, the first true and divine name of Africa. This is returned to us. And then in uh, verse six, the Moabites from the land of Moab who received permission from the pharaohs of Egypt to settle and inhabit Northwest Africa. Once again, Northwest of Mexum. We're the Moors of Northwest of Mexum. At one point in time, we came over here to settle this land. That doesn't mean there was nobody already living here. Just saying through this lineage, we came over here to settle and inhabit. They were the founders and are the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire. And once again, this is why, now the prophet's speaking on two levels here. When you go to Northwest Africa, right, you can say the Moroccan empire, but the prophet said the present Moroccan empire is in Northwest Africa, Northwest of Mexico. 
they were the founders and are the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire. And the reason I can say that the prophet, you know, um, he's speaking on two levels. On one hand, you could say he's speaking about Northwest Africa over there. But on the other hand, it's being, it's become more obvious that he's speaking about us right here in America. Why? Because he's given our history to us, right? We came over here to settle and inhabit Northwest Africa with their Canaanite, Hittite, and Amorite brethren who sojourned from the land of Canaan seeking new homes. Remember, we're, we're talking about the present, the, the founders and true possessors of the present Moroccan empire and their dominion and inhabitation extended from Northeast and Southwest Africa across the great Atlantis, even into the present North, South and Central America and also Mexico and the Atlantis islands before the great earthquake, which caused the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, so we've been here this long. We're given an understanding of who we truly are and also that this is our land. This is a portion of the present Moroccan empire. Not saying that that land over there in Northwest Africa isn't a part of it either. Just saying, going off of what our prophet said, that it extended, right? It extended across the great Atlantis even into the present North, South, and Central America. Also, Mexico and the Atlantis Islands. So we're talking about the Caribbean, all of that. It's all ours. And it's been ours. We're just now coming back into understanding. So in, in many ways, we, we had to learn, relearn who we are. And now, with this understanding, we can look at these anomalies, these anomalies that shouldn't be found here and understand how they relate to us, right? Because going back into that Phoenician script being found in Brazil, okay? Let's let's just briefly, because we want to keep things timely, explain why that's important. So anytime you see Carthage, Carthaginians, Phoenicians, we're talking about Moors, ancient Moors, okay? Carthage, ancient Semitic city of North Africa, rival of Republican Rome. We've been squabbling or fighting with the Romans for a while from Phoenician uh, Kurdish New Town, Carthaginian, okay? Um, founded by Phoenicians, right? Phoenicians, native or inhabitant of the ancient country of Phoenicia on the coast of Syria. Um getting another definition uh compare phoenician which seems to be unrelated uh hang on this isn't what i was looking for but just uh once again just so that you understand whenever you see phoenician carthaginian you're talking about us you're talking about moors um And it doesn't just end in Brazil either. These these types of artifacts have been found throughout the Americas. So anytime you see that, once again, Carthaginian, Phoenician, you're talking about our people um, who've been, as it says here, at war with the Romans for a while. And this is still going on until this day. We're still dealing with this. It's just that the majority of our people don't even realize it, right? We don't even know how it pertains to us or if it pertains to us, okay? 
but we want to um just show Islam, brother Kobe. I yield the floor, Islam. Islam, Grand Sheik, and also it doesn't extend all the way to the Ottoman Empire that lasted the fall of the Ottoman Empire. Didn't it last all into like nineteen twenty two or twenty six? Islam. Islam, brother. And so, like, when you really look at history um, in a in a broader context, you have an understanding that what's been taught to us is not the full picture, right? Because they'll make it seem like we've been slaves for 400 years or longer. It's not the case, okay? Um, in many cases, like with the United States, the early colonial government, the Europeans, they were paying tribute to the various Moroccan powers um, in this throughout the 17 to 1800s. And it was so bad that they had to hide it. Like they tried to, just like nowadays, there's there's um, there's like a lot of the reports and things that the government puts out, they redact things. Like they'll have things that are blacked out that nobody can see. So they would always try to hide the amounts of money that they were sending to all these, um, what they would call Barbary powers the Barbary states, the Moors, right? They were trying to hide that because they were worried about what would happen if this got out. If their people knew, if our people knew, they knew that it would end, it it could possibly end the little slave trade that they were trying to start here, okay? Because they were paying tribute to get Europeans out of slavery and to be able to trade openly on the seas. So what we're being taught is not the true story. Right. That means that our people still had control of a portion of the globe or at least the seas. OK. And so um, also uh, just wanted to share some of this with you, too. Uh, all right. So this um, what you see up here on the screen. Right. It's just speaking um, about the people or uh, about the um, the history of some of the people here ancient history of some of the people here in the Americas. We're saying um, here in the uh, second to last paragraph that there were Egyptian priests and an eagle was the device on their standard as well as the insignia of their nation, right? And they're speaking about the Egyptians and the Canaanites, all right? Some of the same families were found among the Atlantis survivors of the lost Atlantis in the Atlantic Ocean who escaped to and resided in Mauritania, okay? And so this is once again, just why like you, you don't separate yourself from Africa, right? The prophet said, this is who we are, this is who we are, right? Now I showed you too, like what, what, what was found in Mauritania. You had that, that, um, that landmark that they called the Eye of the Sahara, which is in Mauritania, this huge landmark that is the, the same um, shape of the ancient description of like the the capital of Atlantis where you have these large circle like um rings of land and then you have like sunken areas in between each ring until you get to the center where there's a circle in the middle an island in the middle right that's how um Atlantis was described and you actually have this physical structure in North Africa in Mauritania which is once again some um somewhere where even still to this day where the Moors live the Berber people, okay, the Barbary people, all right, and um, even the people over here were described as 
barbers or barbary people. There's an old map from the 1400s where it speaks on the distribution of the barbarous tribes east of the Mississippi, right? A map of Native American families and groups in North America, east of the Mississippi River, circa 1491. And they're referring to these people as the barbarous tribes. Barbary also having um, connection to the word Berber, right? That's why they called the Moors Berbers, barbarous, the Barbary states. Remember at this time too, the colonial governments, they were all paying tribute to the Barbary states. Talking about Tunis, Algiers, Morocco. They're, they're literally paying tribute just to even be able to come over here and to be able to go over there, right? And this is how they're describing the tribes east of the Mississippi here in North America. These are the barbarous tribes all the way from Canada, all the way down to Florida, all right? Speaking about the people here, okay? And that, that's an old map. So this is something that's been known, even though it's hidden from us. And then just going back to that, you know, when you see Berber, you're speaking about Moors, just so that there's no confusion on that. And what that truly means, that's tying you into something ancient. And then when the prophet said that we descend from the creators of civilization, he wasn't playing around. Okay, the Berbers, the Bedouin, um, Bedouin people, Berber history is one that is a mystery, but if we research Berber history, we would obviously discover a relationship existing between the Berbers and Atlantis. And there's still people in Mauritania who, um, historians for their own people, who understand some of the ancient languages that, that aren't able to be deciphered by the different um, archaeologists of the world. They go to these people in Mauritania say, what, what does this mean? All right, when they're finding ancient scripts, ancient, you know, um, relics that have um, writing on it, they're going to these people to gain insight on what it's saying. The Berbers are the descendants of those Atlanteans who invaded Europe, Africa, and the Middle East 11,500 years ago, okay? So when you hear that Berber, when you hear Phoenician, anytime you see that, you're talking about our people. And just going back once again, there's no reason these things should be found here, um, like like the the Phoenician script being found in Brazil. But then also, you have the same thing found here in um, Massachusetts. And this one, um, it's uh, it's been here. I mean, I think this was found like in the um, in like the 1600s, so it's really old. But this is the Bornstone. And once again, this is something else, too, that I think at the time, the Europeans that found it, they couldn't translate everything. They just knew enough to know it's Phoenician. Okay? But it was written in the Phoenician script, and it said, by this I take claim. And then it was signed Hanno, like Hanno Bay. All right? Which would have been a, a Moabite name. Okay, and that's found in Massachusetts. So once again, when you see the map, speaking about the Berber or barbarous tribes, they know who they're dealing with. They just weeding. So this is why it truly is powerful with the prophet returned to us. And and you this is also why you'll see things like um this is from an old newspaper from 18. 
50, right? And it says, and, and it's speaking about the indigenous people here. Okay, so this is an old newspaper article. And we see down here, it's speaking about um, the so-called Indians. It says, but that is, are you not afraid of the Blackamoor wild Indians that live in the woods? They will come down some dark night and tomahawk you. Okay? So we have this little story. And then, once again, they're speaking on the Blackamoor wild Indians. And then you just skip down a little bit. It says, oh, Thaddy, they are wild-looking black rascals. And you had better stay at home than venture among them. So there's a story in here in, in this old newspaper article from like 1853. And they're referring to the indigenous people with Blackamoors, Blackamoor wild Indians right? Describing them black rascals. Okay. So this was understood once again, amongst everyone, but ourselves. And this is why it's so powerful that the prophet brought this to us. And um, just to show you one once more, we'll, before we wrap this up, this wasn't just talked about in little stories. Okay. This is a speech delivered in the house of representatives speaking about um south the southwest right so the area like it would become texas and new mexico so they're speaking about dealing with mexico the people there and um i'm just going to skip down to the second paragraph it says the stupendous deserts between the nuces and the bravo the rio grande or del norte rivers are the natural boundaries between the Anglo-Saxon and the Mauritanian races. There is the Valley of the rest, West. There Mexico begins. Thence beyond the Bravo begins the Moorish people and their Indian associates to whom Mexico properly belongs. Okay, and this is delivered in the House of Representatives, uh, 1846. Okay, so somebody knows who we are. This had to be hidden in order to maintain power over us. And then this is also why you'll see more anomalies like the prophet said that our flag is over 10,000 years old. That's what he said. It's true. That's why you'll see things that look like the star from our flag found here and found in Mexico from the Mayan people or the Olmec people. This is why we'll see things carved in stone that appear to be this is the old man with a hat looks like an old man with a fez to me right he even has the tassel this is why things like this are found here in the americas the prophet explained this to us so that when we see these things we automatically recognize we understand what's really going on we understand it it, it should make perfect sense to us we shouldn't even need anyone else to validate it because, you know, and I'm not like, we, we don't talk bad about any other groups, but we do have to reveal the truth. Like you can't expect people who benefit from hiding this information to deliver it to you or to validate it. Like, oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah. That's your prophet. You should follow him. You can't, right? If we're not going to come into who we truly are, if we're not going to hold ourselves accountable, and actually build our nation up, nobody else is going to do it for us. Because they benefit from keeping us in this position. And, um, you know, you, you have all types of things occurring around us 
like did, did people know that um there was some type of sonar taken off the coast of Cuba. All right, where they found this image that you see up on the screen. This this is an artist image on the left, but like literally this this image up there in the little box in the right. Right, this was taken with sonar. It says here uh, in 2001 by Pauline Zalitsky and her husband. They analyzed samples from the submerged complex and were astonished to find it as old as 50,000 years, right? And so that's off the coast of Cuba. I got another image of that too, but we should understand what's really going on here. No one can, you know, do it for you, right? And that's a real image right here, just from sonar, right? And this is on the bottom of the ocean or the the, uh, Gulf of Mexico, right? Off the coast of Cuba. Okay, so the prophet told us that we were here since before the earthquake, which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. We have all the clues here to know who we are. This should make us take it seriously. Every last one of us should be wearing our fez with pride, even flying the flag. And apparently the flag was being found in Florida. You saw the map showing the Barbary tribes, the barbarous tribes of uh, North America along the East Coast. If you look at this image from the uh, Yamasee War of 1715, right, you see your brother looks like he might have a fez on. There's a brother right there, look like he might have a turban, maybe even with a feather. And they're flying a red flag. Okay. So, you know, it, it took a lot to get us to the point that we're at now. But we have all the keys. We have everything that we need to deliver ourselves. This is why the prophet said that we had to deliver ourselves because, you know, in order for it to be real, we really have to step in and, and take it on um, whole. Like we can't just depend on anyone else. No one else can complete the task. No one else can save us, right? So the prophet brought us everything that we need to know, right? He returned. He This is probably the first time ever that a prophet came to a people that he had to literally tell them who they are right teach them how to be civilized but this is where we're at so um just wanted to share that and um also just reiterate that the questionnaire is speaking on two levels right it's speaking about that place or that area that region in northwest africa but it's also speaking about here so for us this is northwest africa this is northwest of mexico can you tell everybody that no Right, but either way you cut it, it doesn't matter. We're Moors. Even if people have to think that we were all brought over on slave ships from West Africa, right? That's where they put us at, somewhere in West Africa. We still Moors. Nobody can, you know, come against that. So um just wanted to share that. But if anybody has any questions or anything you would like to share, um, anything you would like to demonstrate, feel free to speak. I yield the floor, Islam. Islam Grand Sheikh, I just wanted to say this is a great demonstration on a Sunday. And also add when they do refer to Berbers, if you remember 
anything with Hollywood and cartoons or Warner Brothers. And they always say barbarians. And they will always try to cover that up and put a, just a tent on a European so it'll distract you. Uh, as well as when I was in uh, junior high, I want to say, I had a, it was called social studies instead of history. And they were talking about the Phoenicians and they were talking about uh, the Carthaginians, and you wouldn't think it was you. So you didn't really pay that much attention to it. And when, during the time when they were talking about the, the lost people of Atlantic and you wouldn't think it were you, you would think that Atlantic, the, the, the lost people of Atlantis were like an alien of some sort from what they taught you in school. And then you would think that the Carthaginians, Venetians were just, people that was over in another area that looked like them. Islam says it's a great demonstration to show the truth. All right. Gratitude, brother Islam. And um, before we close out, just want to ask what, um, what is the true and divine name of Africa? We should all know this now. A maxim. A maxim. Islam. Islam. Okay. And so the prophet is speaking about the marks put on the moors of Northwest by the Europeans. And you know, he's talking about us because he said Negro, black, colored. Well, what's the Northwest? The moors of Northwest of Mexico. That's us. We're already here. We're already at home. And the prophet said that we are the true, um, we're, we're the founders and, the, and also the uh, present owners of modern Morocco. All right. So speaking about the past, but also speaking about right here and now. OK, we're the founders and the true possessors. OK, of the present Moroccan empire. So we need to understand this. Like we're, we're already at home. We're just rebuilding our nation. up. So the prophet set us up so that we could do this in peace. That's also why we're not to be out speaking radically. That's also why Friday showing you the examples of the prophet, how he flew the flag. So that you don't hear other people saying other stuff and think, oh, we need to go over there with them. No, you don't switch it around. You're not going to be disrespectful to the United States of America <laughs> because like the prophet set us up to succeed. We're not trying to draw that type of attention. That's not how it's set up, right? We don't even have to do that to be who we are. So we're to build the Asiatic states right here, right now, and to empower ourselves, okay? And and why would we want to do that anyway? The prophet said when it's all said and done, everything's going to wind up back in the Asiatic's hands. So all we have to do is um, handle our business. Islam, um, does anyone else have anything they would like to share or anything um, you would like to demonstrate on? All right, Islam. Okay, on that note, want to announce without further ado, we're going to go into the closing of the meeting. Right. Um, I would like to share, just uh, make sure you go to moorishamericans.com to make any donations, also to pay dues. But if you want to send any, any donations, just go to moorishamericans.com. You can use the menu at the top, send a donation to our temple. And um, on that note, let's go ahead and close. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly. 
according to the circle seven, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Please rise facing the east for the closing prayer. We stand with our heels together, feet at a 45 degree angle, holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left. You do not need to repeat after me. Allah bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim, amen, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Peace and love, boys. This meeting is now adjourned. Peace and love, family. Love. Peace and love, Islamism.